Welcome back to another fine adventure to Faerun 4. Uh, as I remember from last time, I'm pretty sure a bunch of your characters are a little worse for wear. A little. Yeah, what's your health out there, uh, Matt? I got one hit point. What up? Oh, I love hearing it. One whole hit point. But I had zero written before and crossed out, so I have to assume that I was unconscious and then n conscious. Or did you... No, we were had... you in animal form and you got... Your animal form went to zero. Also possible. Also a possibility. I cannot mm -hmm. remember. For shame. Mm. Well, what I do remember is that the last session was you guys just entering into the, the new region of the dungeon called the Foundry. And as I recall, the way you gained access to the Foundry is by running away from my glorious subterranean giant lizard, uh, sacrificing Bony Danza to give you time to uh, run for the iron door, sealing it behind you. <laughs> that you only meant well now because you didn't what you say. <laughs> so yeah, you all bravely ran away. Bravely then, ran uh, away, away. When danger rid its ugly head, we bravely turned our tail and fled. Tim's going to do this whole episode in song. Just yes. <laughs> and when I can't think of a song, I'll just do recitative in between verses. I'm not ready for a musical episode yet. You can't spring that on me. <laughs> hey, we'll do it for like Wait, a special Christmas. Did you say yet? Like <laughs> yet? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's been no. preparing. I, he's just not. I'm ready a yet. sucker for shows with musical episodes. So like, Glee. Yeah. it's the feeling Buffy's you get. Musical episode. Which one? When your heart finally Buffy. lets your brain Buffy. get yeah, in Buffy its pants. Musical ones. Glee. <laughs> I've never seen Glee, but I'll take your word for it. But yes, you bravely ran away. You got through the iron door into the foundry. Uh, you had a, a little bit of a challenge with uh, a trap room. If you recall, that, you know, you went up a flight of stairs. There was a small round room with two doors and three statues. You quickly found out that the doors got you slashed by the statues. And then you found a secret door behind one that led into a large, open, dwarven-crafted uh, stone room. Yes, so it entered into the Great Hall. Uh, this enormous hall was, is lined with ten great pillars carved into the forms of giants and dragons that support the vaulted ceiling high above. Guttering orange torches set in sconces along the walls illuminate the room, and a mighty throne sits on a dais at the opposite end. The walls were once covered with tile mosaics, but they have been smashed and defiled by graffiti, and tiny fragments of tile litter the floor. Uh, you could see five exits from this very large hall, but before you could do much... Uh, at the other end of the hall, in front of the dais and the throne, there was a small fire smoldering on the floor, with six sleeping pallets lying empty, surrounded by packs and supplies. You could hear the sound of hammers ringing on iron coming from beyond the doors to the south. Uh, if you recall, you could hear this, store, this sound of hammering as soon as you entered into the foundry region. But then you were greeted by a mysterious voice from the shadows who told you to go back the way you came 
and told you it was the only warning you'd get. Wait, wait, wait. Like a good adventuring party, you ignored that. <laughs> did you? Do you remember the voice you did for it? Uh, oh, it wasn't it like a southern door. Y'all get out of here now. <laughs> You're not welcome in these pots. It's like that rooster, you know, yes, the southern exactly foghorn leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> while I tell you, while I, while you best get on out of here. Now I'm just a simple dwerker, but I say, I say. I will enlarge myself and rain down hell onto your bodies. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Yeah, you saw two of them. They stepped out from the pillars. I remember they uh, peppered you with some javelins, which did quite quite the sum of damage. And um, and then Hugo, who was standing in the back safely, I think was sneak attacked by an invisible member mm-hmm. of the of the Dwergars. But with your skills, you and I think an animal change, an animal shape shift, which is always fun to see, you managed to kill them all quite splendidly. <laughs> so yeah, there was three of them that you killed. I believe from some of the talking and from seeing the the six sleeping pads, you definitely get the sense that this area has been taken over by Dwergars. Um, but even though you just dispatched three of them in, you know, a heated battle, it doesn't seem like anything else is rushing to their rescue. So you're left in this large room, and there are five exits that you can see. And beds. And That's true. supplies. And you have one hit point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a very secure so, room with five exits. Mysteries behind every door, and the way back, well, you can only go so far back before maybe that giant subterranean lizard is waiting for you. So the information I can give you is, other than the description of this room that you just got, the five potential exits I will call, there is a double stone door, there's the throne door, there's some stairs leading down to a wooden door, a door with inscriptions on it, and a door with the faint sound of moaning behind it. <laughs> the uh, double stone doors is also where you hear the sound of uh, hammers ringing against steel. What kind of moaning? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, but softer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I think Tim's red ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, we already got fucked, so. <laughs> and and Boney's not with you. No, he's not. Yeah, let's resummon Boney. Let's resummon Boney. First order business. Mm-hmm. Can I resummon Boney? Yeah, you gonna blow that whistle? Yep. Blow it quietly. It's very quiet. It's quiet in a creepy, shrill death rattle kind of sense. <laughs> if you've ever heard one of those like death whistles that kind of warble and make a super creepy noise. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like that. But despite that, and you haven't done this in a while, the uh, arcane magics kind of form and pool along the stone floor. And despite not having a corpse to raise, the arcane energies coalesce forming the familiar body of Boney Danza. And he is much like he is before, standing at attention with his scarf and hat. <gasps> and his bubble pipe. 
in his bubble type, lest we forget. He doesn't have lungs. Doesn't have to have lungs. His magic. <laughs> um. He also fights better than any of us. And dies better than any of you. <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, obviously, this isn't the kind of place where we could take a long rest, but we could probably take a short rest here, right? Yeah, short rest is like 15 to 30 minutes. Right. Well, I say we take a short rest. Maybe if if anyone wants to investigate the some of the doors before we kind of choose where we want to go through, but I, I need to roll some hit dice. <laughs> Same here. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you, either of you still have healing potions? Because I have a couple. Oh, I have one. Yeah, I have a couple as well. I have one healing potion. True. <laughs> How much does a healing potion give you back? I think it's uh, 2d4 think that... plus 2. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to drink a healing potion. Actually, first I'll roll some hit dice. Let's do that first. Don't forget to add your con modifier. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of timing, I was I was trying to think back. I'm pretty sure the last time you guys slept was back on the top level in that storeroom that you had used as a little sleeping quarters with like uh, when you fought fought the boss of the orcs. And then I think you like woke up, you made your travels all through the Glitterheim. You know, you fought some of those uh, troglodytes and traveled through the the moss and mushroom forest so it's probably been you know a good half a day before you took this beating surprised there's no good berries popping out i have good berries still i have nine of them i'm going to yeah and your cargo pants i'm gonna eat some does anyone need some good berries anyone else no i'm okay (laughs) i'm gonna eat seven good berries and be at full health I'm almost at full, but I have no spell slots. Well, you guys have quite a challenge in front of you. You're in this new area. It's very grand. You got quite the uh, warm welcome, but definitely seem closer than ever of your goal of dissevering, you know, the true true areas of dwarven inhabitants in this, in this mountain fortress. Well, which door? I mean, I, I'm kind of thinking, like, we should find a secure room. I'm wondering if, if, like, this moaning is something, like, maybe someone who can help us and we can help. Injured, uh, or dying. Ed, you know, edging, whatever they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Injured, not edging, for sure. Lend them a mage hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's just open the morning door. Okay. So the morning door is to the uh, it's in the top right. Okay, can I? Sorry, one sec. I'm gonna take out my lantern of revealing. Ooh. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> see these nuts? Um, <laughs> so dive real quick. <laughs> well, let this hooded lantern burns for six hours on one pint of oil, shedding bright light in a thirty-foot radius and dim light for another thirty feet. Invisible creatures and objects are visible as long as they are in the lantern's bright light. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would like to have this in case there are any of these more of these invisible fuckers just standing around. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's a light source, which is always good. Mm-hmm. 
Can Moaning Mageand be the new band name? Yeah, there's no bards in this party. Invisible Fuckers is the band name. Moaning Mageand's our first single. Yeah, okay. Let's yeah, let's check out the moaning door. Alright, so you walk across this grand hall. You pass by the beds and the small fire burning in the center of the room. You come up to... Well, it looks like just a standard wood door. And from this side, you can hear just a kind of... Yeah, faint kind of wail or a moan from the other side. All right, I open the door. It's going to be trapped. I'm going to say, The door opens into a large chamber with a dark pool in the center. Bits of smashed furniture and other debris are scattered about the floor. Hallways lead off to the east and west. A weird moaning fills the area, slowly becoming recognizable as dwarvish curses. The sound raises to an angry shouting. It grows closer. Then the translucent form of an armored dwarf appears through a wall and attacks. Roll initiative. Oh, God damn it. Oh, son of a... You know that he was just like in glee when we picked this one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick something. 25. This is not Jeez. as sexy as I was hoping. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I got a 13. 17. For your next spiritual weapon, you know you can make it. Uh, Hitachi wand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll, we'll have to rest first because I have, like I said, zero spell slots. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That's always helpful for a spellcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see what you can do. So, you, as everyone, I mean, you open the door. Um, Thorne, you said you opened the door, right? I did. So I'm going to say you and Boney, who's always at your side, entered first. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you? What would Hugo and Cass? Would you guys say you entered into the room, or are you standing on the outside of the doorway? I don't think that I entered. To be honest, I, I think I'm still behind. very wary. Yeah, and you inf- I, I would be behind Hugo because he's got the light source, and I don't have dark vision. So yeah, Hugo, you're like in the middle, just kind of in the door frame, mm-hmm. and then uh, cast this behind you. Okay. So yeah, this ghost appears, and yeah, he looks like a dwarf, all all out in dwarven regalia. And Thorn, with the amazing twenty-five initiative, you and Boney are going to be going first. How do you injure a non-corporeal form? You can. Can I magic just, sword? I, magic sword. Can I? Can I stab? <laughs> do I have a magic sword? Yeah, your rapier's magic, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I think I, the funny thing is I do talk like that, but I've never heard you <laughs> call me that before. <laughs> All right. Um, Yes, I do have a sentence here that says rapier is magic. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stab it with my pokey rapier. Break his ghost bones. Okay. So um, you move up, it's kind of floating near this <clears throat> pool of dark water in the center of the room, and you stab out with your magical rapier. And I don't hit it. 
In fact, I don't hit it so hard because I rolled a one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's very ethereal, and uh, it's hard to get a read on his weird movements. Will Boney do anything? Yes. I guess Boney will also stab. He roll, I rolled a five plus whatever Boney's thing is. It's probably not enough. Plus four. So no, he didn't do it. And um, after that, it's the ghost's turn. And the ghost is going to take an action to use Horrifying Visage. Oh god. So each non-dead creature, so Boney gets away with this, <laughs> within 60 feet of the ghost that can see it, has to succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw. Oh, is this? Oh my god. I, okay, I can't meta, but this is... You said, it's, sorry, wisdom? It's got a lot of... T- yeah, wisdom saving throw. This is, uh, this is double plus ungood. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe I need to do these dice out. Yeah, roll well. Nat 20. Oh, okay. Was it, I had to get above 13? Yep. Oh. 18. Okay. <gasps> Nine. Nine. God, you, you know what? You might feel bad because you failed, but feel lucky because you only failed by four. <laughs> <laughs> If you had failed by five or more, oh, that would have been worse. You'd really feel bad. Oh. So, because you failed, you're frightened for a minute. Okay. Frightened target uh, can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns, um, ending the condition on a success. But otherwise, I'm pretty sure you have to just move away from the target. I'm on, scared on of your it. Turn. Okay. And then roll to attempt the check again at the end. Okay. Peace out, guys. <laughs> I just make a I'm just gonna turn around. The thing that I'll tell you because probably won't come up again, and I just think it's freaking cool, <laughs> is if you had failed by five or more, you would have aged one d four times ten years. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you almost felt your life accelerating, but you resisted it. Oh my gosh. But you're Jeez. terrified of this thing. But if I fail by five going forward, it won't make a difference now? Um, well, you've already been exposed okay. to it. And once you're exposed mm-hmm. to its visage, uh, you're immune to it for okay. 24 hours. Yeah, this, this, so this, it's, this, it's basically a, a one-time chance to really screw with you guys. This uh, moaning ghost has already exposed himself to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I thought okay. this was a banshee. I thought this was the banshee's ability that, like, if you fail, you drop to zero. So it it did that horrifying visage, and it's going to use its movement. Yep, it's got a forty foot flying speed. It uh, backs up and phases through a wall. Just, just left. <laughs> well, can't see it. But he has an invisible thing. Yeah, so, I mean, you've come in. It was in the middle of the room. There's hallways that go east and west. So I'll say he passed through the wall to the northeast. I'm just going to put this out here. We close the door to this room. 
Yeah, and let's go bounce. To a different door. Agreed. <laughs> well, next up is Hugo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna use my movement to back away. Yeah, that's it. I'll. I, I won't take a a main action. I can't see it anymore, so I can't attack it. Um, You're I've just got ready the... anything? I mean, if it shows up again, I'll firebolt it because that's all that I can do. Even my channel divinity doesn't affect undead. It affects like everything else, but undead. Yeah, that's all. I'll, I'm gonna close the door and be like, let's 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 you know try door number two. <laughs> this this room is occupied. Yeah, but if it shows up again, I'm gonna firebolt. Okay, so you're backing up and you're you're readying an action. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Cass, what would you like to do? Uh, I will cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff, and then I will ready my quarterstaff. Yeah, in case it comes back, and then I will also start to just move backwards just away take... from the room. Yeah. Okay, we'll go back up. Thorn and Bony, you're fr- you're, you're frightened. Bony's fine, but. Uh... Even though you can't see him. I'm also backing up and grabbing Bodhi's yeah. hand. Taking him with you. Uh-huh. And then I guess I also need to roll because it's the end of my turn. Yep. <laughs> now. <laughs> to what? Natural 20. Okay, so you're not frightened anymore and you're immune to the horrifying visage. That was actually very intense. But I just kept <laughs> slowly rolling rolled. backwards, yeah. backwards more and more because it's on a slant and it stopped. Now, I will say, you were the last one out. Was, and be honest, would you have closed the door? Because you were still frightened. What, yeah, I would have been like, get, go away. Okay. So the door closes, and there's a beat of time, and you can hear again just a faint wailing. It's in dwarvish. It's kind of a sad kind of lament. But nothing happens. And you guys stand in the great hall with the flickering light, shadows being cast behind the great pillars that reach up to the ceiling. Wailing to the north from the door you just closed, and the steady sound of hammering to the south below you. Really like the idea of like sleeping in the middle of the room right now. <laughs> Let's cut open the Dwergar and crawl inside. Use them for warmth. <laughs> They're not enlarged anymore. Oh, well then. That'll be awkward. I feel like Cass would be pretty shooketh. I even don't want to open a door. But I know we need to open a door. <laughs> I scared you guys so much. I, I, I think I would. Like I just got over being frightened and then almost aging. Well, you didn't. Know I didn't that. know that, but I felt that my life been fading. so good. You no. felt it almost flash before your eyes. Okay, so there was one door that we can hear hammering behind, and then there's three other doors still. What are what are the yeah. other three? So you went to the the top right door. That was the wailing door. The top left door is a stone door with inscriptions carved into it. The bottom left door is just a, a simple wooden door down a small flight of stairs. The bottom right door is a double stone door, and that's where you can hear the sound of hammering coming from. And then the final door is is on the right wall behind the throne, is a small wooden door. So the throne 
door and the hammering door are like at opposite almost ends of the room? No, they're both on like the right side of the room. Oh. So from what you're in the top right, you know, in the in the middle right wall is behind the throne. That's the throne door, and the bottom right, that's the hammering door. And sorry, and where was the wooden door? The simple wooden door? Simple wooden door down a small flight of stairs is the bottom left. So the double stone door would be basically that's, like the furthest point from the hammering sound. Well, that's where it's coming from. Oh, shit. That's where it's All coming right. from, yeah. What do you two Can think? We, uh, I want to go investigate the, the carvings on that that stone door. I'm going to assume yep. they're in Dwarven, but I might as well take a look. I mean, yeah, you've been picking up on this, and I'm pretty sure, <clears throat> even though you might not understand it, uh, yeah, Dwarven. <laughs> well, actually, no. You're surprised to see that it's not really Dwarven. But I will say, you can recognize enough, uh, the inscriptions on the door uh, aren't finely done, and you can recognize that it's actually orcish. Oh. oh I wish we had an orc. No one here can read orcish. <sighs> nope. Nope. Damn. What would the orcs have been so afraid of that they put a stone door? Maybe another ghost? What and sorry the the door that's by the throne. What's is there anything special about it? Nope, just looks like a standard wooden door. It just sits directly behind the large stone uh, throne that's up on a bit of a dais. How big is the throne? Can I ask that? Uh, like a five by five square throne that a dwarf might sit on. Like, does it look like the three of us, the four of us, could move it, or is it like? I'd say. No, it doesn't really look easy to move. It's a solid piece of carved stone. It It's so finely flush with the floor, too, you don't even know if it's like a separate piece. Mm. Finely flush. I like that. Um, now that I've calmed down slightly, what if that dwarf does need our help? <laughs> the ghost dwarf. What if it needs our help? Well, it didn't attack us so much as just scare me till I peed my pants. I'll say, too, like, you're discussing this. You've taken a look at the doors. Uh, Cass went over and took a closer look at the stone door with the orcish inscriptions on it. So a bit of time has passed, and, like, since you came back into this space, nothing's happened. Are you trying to say we can long rest? <laughs> Is this a safe? You could, we could, we could put Boney as, like, a guard to stand guard, right? And then wake you up if something happens. Couldn't you instruct him to do that? Yeah. Well, why don't we? Why don't we do that? Why don't we attempt a long rest then? There's all these little sleeping bags. We're in rough shape. We got no spells. All right, I'm long resting. All right. Did we loot their bags? Agree? Didn't like, they have uh, provisions and stuff there? Did we loot them? I don't know. I feel like that's something we should also do while we're long resting. All right, so you're going to give Boney clear instructions? Yeah, he knows what to do. Okay. Okay, Watch so you're co-opting the sleeping dancer. areas? <laughs> you're co-opting the sleeping bags around this small campfire? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hugo, are you, you... in agreement? Do they have anything uh, cool that I can hawk later on? There's nothing really cool. The bodies of the three slain Dwargar are still in the room. Um, I believe you searched them and they didn't really have anything of substance on them. 
Uh, the supplies that are around the campfire are very basic, very sparse supplies. You might find some stale, hardtack bread, mm, maybe a bit of murky water. That seems clear enough, but it's, it's, it's no, uh, it's no spring water. And the fire, the fire, you know, rolls away. There's there's some wood and fuel close by, so you can keep that going without a problem. The fire rolls away. Ro- royals away. <laughs> it rolls right? away. Is it going? Where's it going? It's an animated fire. Congratulations. <laughs> um. All right. Before the fire is a mimic. Oh. <laughs> before we rest, I'm gonna cast Goodberry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is Hugo still um, here? He... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Are you? Are you? good with trying to take a rest here not really but i don't know that we have really any good idea like good good options mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just want to make sure you're, if we open a door and there's something there that you can like magic it yeah and i mean we're other than the fact that i mean any door we go through we're going into something unknown and if we if we try and rest and have a you know a bony alarm system the worst thing that happens is that something sneaks up on us that's also unknown. So I, I think we're really not in... Ex- except for the fact that they might get an attack of, like, a, a bonus attack on us. I don't think we're in any worse position if we if we do that. Can I ask a question? How big are these sleeping pallets? Uh, well, I guess they're dwarger size. Like, so, I think, uh, Hugo and Thorn, you'd be able to fit in fairly comfortably... But Cass, you might have to. I take two. I don't know. Yeah, you take two and you just sleep on top of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe put a third one on top of you. So you're basically using three of them. Perfect. So these are like what? Like just slabs of wood or, or what? With Piles of straw uh, and kind of like materials with uh, skin kind of sleeping bags. Mm, okay. Okay, I kind of want to suggest something a little morbid. Eat the yep. skin. Oh. <laughs> prop, twop, prop the Dwargar up? Like they're weekend at <laughs> Not quite. Um I th- I was gonna I was gonna say like maybe we move them in front of the door that the hammering's coming from behind as sort of a blockade. Mm. Body blockade. Body block. <laughs> <laughs> Keep fit and stay dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel a little, I feel a little weird suggesting that, but it is. As the cleric. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're dead. They can still be of use. I'm all for it. Let's do it. I just, I go and I grab all three. <laughs> just stack them in front of the door. You don't mm-hmm. want them for your belt this time. They're not rats. <laughs> okay. Um, Cass, you. I mean, despite the fact that you're not all that strong, you're just big. That's true. But I'll say you managed to drag some corpses towards the southern stone double doors. It's say with the fine dwarven construction, you can't necessarily tell which way the doors open. But as you get closer, you do, you, you know, for sure. What you're hearing is, you know, you can feel some extra heat kind of seeping from the doors. You can hear the sound of 
like a hammer and anvil and kind of the rushing sound um, of air moving from behind it. And you even catch some glimpses of kind of a muttering or as if someone might, might call out a command from time to time. But uh, you don't make too much noise. The doors are sealed well. And uh, yeah, you pile up some bodies. Have the bodies block the door. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do one last, one last uh, safety measure before we try to sleep? I'm going to take my powder keg that I got from that shitty little mining town and I'm going to nestle it in amongst the bodies in case... In case these, uh, they, they, you know, come out for a shift change, I can firebolt it and blow them up. Very cool. Love it. I'm also going to cast uh, Mold Earth right in front of the door. Uh, it only lasts for one hour, but for the next hour, um, the, the, I'm assuming it's like a stone, stone floor. Yep. Yeah. So the floor in front of the door becomes difficult terrain. Alright, you've made some preparations. You lay down to take a sleep. I guess it's going to be quite a few hours. Hopefully this is the beginning of the uh, of the shift <laughs> for the, the dwarves. Hmm. No. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually... Things seem to pass by without event. Oh. Seem to or do? Well, to you, nothing happens. Uh. You guys manage to sleep. You wake up. <sighs> kind of the same situation. like. Except now there's spell slots and full health. Yeah. And ten new good berries. <laughs> so yeah, you've had another sleep. I mean, you are recharged. Get your stuff back. I'd say you guys probably feel in like not great. I mean, you're rested. You've got your stuff back, but it's been a few days and actually quite a few days since you were in civilization and the last few sleeps you've gotten have been in makeshift bedding and kind of dirty areas. So you're, you're feeling the, the days of work build upon you. But nonetheless, your adventures and you continue on at least I hope. If you give up now, that would be sad. <laughs> Alright, so... What door do you guys want to open? I can roll the dice. Hugo? Well, I mean, we're going to have to deal with these Dwergar at some point, right? Okay. So we're going to move the bodies from the door? Just want to see, like, maybe we can first check out the throne door to see if, you know, there's any any useful supplies that we might be able to find for the upcoming struggles. Sounds good. Okay. I think Cass is still sleeping, so we're just going to walk over and open that door. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up, I'm up. I'm up Gets I'm up. out of his three sleeping bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited because there could be treasure. Yeah, I mean, it's a door behind a throne. That's promising. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the lineup like? Who's going in first? Uh, I'm going in first. Okay. Check for traps. Hugo, you're second? Well, you're third after Boney, I suppose. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'll have my, I'll have the, 
lantern out again. Wonderful. The door behind the throne leads into a small audience chamber. A large table made of a single stone slab dominates the room's center, and old tapestries cling to the walls. A stone door in the far wall is carved with the dwarf's visage that you've seen elsewhere. One gray-skinned dwarf in scale mail and shield stands watch by the far door. He shouts and raises a javelin. Yeah. Okay. He says something in uh, deep dwarvish uh, and knocks loudly on the door behind him, but stands... Uh, on guard in front of you. We should have weakened at Bernie's Zip. Just had them, like, poke their head through the door. Hi, guys! <laughs> None of us speak Dwarven. <laughs> we just... Just like wave, Joey speaking nod. French. <laughs> um, okay, so can we try reasoning for a second? You can try anything you like. Do we have uh, to, roll, like to roll initiative to reason, or, or he's what? He's not attacking or anything. Oh, okay. So All right. I'd like to put my hands up in a submissive position and say, do you speak common? Well, yes, I do speak common. <laughs> <laughs> All dwarven southern. Got it. What happened to uh, Garrod out front? How did you get through? <laughs> 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 there were people out there? Question mark? <laughs> um, I think that's a roll there. <laughs> Some kind of charisma dece- roll deception, on that right? one. Deception? Yeah. 20? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so you're more believable than you are in real life. Plus 8 to deception. <laughs> Well, see here now, we've taken over this area for ourselves. We do not just let randoms wander through here unguarded. Ah, you say you did not see anyone when you came in, but that should not be so. Hmm. Either way, I stand guard here and you must turn back immediately. You are not welcome here. What's your garden, hmm? (laughs) Hugo pokes his head over. (laughs) So... I got our leader's leader's room, you see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Have you heard that moaning ghost thing over there? Ho-ho-ho. Indeed, we are aware of the ghost. It haunts the halls to the north. Uh, Okay. Just wanted to sort of came across it. Does it kill? No, you're welcome. You're welcome to go there. We don't claim those parts of this, this foundry. Hmm. Either go to the ghost or go back down to the Glitterhame where you likely came from. Again, what's, what what's, your, what's your what's your rank? What's your rank? Are you a colonel by chance? <laughs> <laughs> I am the <laughs> secret spices. <laughs> well, I'm a god. God, a god? Or a leader. <laughs> god, god, yes. Um, what again? Remind me what we're doing. We're looking for something specific. We have to. We have to investigate the forge. <laughs> yes, you're trying to find. Like you, you came here because of the stories of the masterwork weapons forged by Durgadin the Smith, which were said to have unique properties, 
and Darius wanted you to retrieve some of this unique unique weaponry, or at least the, uh, the metal it was made from. Okay. Um, could you take us on a tour? <laughs> I just, I, I, like, I don't need to talk to the leaders. I would just love to see the forge. I've heard so many great things about it. I'd love to see it at, in, in action. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What if we... What if we offer to buy some of these weapons? Like, we don't have to f- kill them all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'd be like, okay, we okay, got gold. calm big, down. Big, big fans of Durgadin. We've been following his work for a while now. <laughs> yeah, we're Durgadin stands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have money. Like, if you want some. <clears throat> oh, well, I must guard this area, but if you will back out, I will call for Gerrit. And they may show you around certain areas of our stronghold, as long as you are supervised. Sweet. Okay, let's let's hide the bodies. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll just wait out here. Um, I mean, if you back up, he'll cross the room. But as soon as he comes to the doorway, it's <laughs> fuck. He's he's gonna notice <laughs> like it's the bodies are piled bodies. up. <laughs> In front of the door with a keg, like <laughs> in the middle of them. Well, now I think this is somewhat of a concern. I'll say, oh, sleeping on the job. Those guys <laughs> sleeping on the job. <laughs> Look at that one cuddling its keg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. I think Matt's trying to look into something. Are you actually trying to no, look at well, something? I'm just trying to look at what spells I have. Do they have stand <laughs> your ground laws in this forge? <laughs> <laughs> so is that like the door I need to go into? Or... I'm still just trying to... <laughs> Wow. He yells out in Dorvish and prepares to throw a javelin at whoever's closest. Oh, so, come on, I mean, man. you guys are rolling initiative here. Uh, we tried. If only we hadn't piled bodies in front of the <laughs> Listen, listen. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got a 16. What level is modify memory? I wonder if I could <laughs> just... Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's way too high for me. Uh, 21. <laughs> Ooh. Damn. Seven. Okay, and three. Wow, and I just got pen marks in my my book. Oh well. Oakley Dokley. This doesn't look good. You know that there's a metal band called Oakley Dokley? I did not. They all dress up as Ned Flanders. Sounds about right. Yep. Okay, so the Dwerger guard stands at the doorway. Uh, it sees its friends slain and and uh, the, you know, sleeping your, and cuddling. Your pawn the is is up, and you guys generally in the same order yeah. that you tried to enter the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at them; they're all talking out. Thorn was the one <laughs> lying. So. Poor guy. Oh, those guys. They were like that when we got here. <laughs> it must have been the ghost. <laughs> Did he get out? Oh my goodness. Those are your friends? Well, he got a nat 20. Uh, <clears throat> I think that hits. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so that's going to be a crit. You're lucky he he did not enlarge. He is standing in the doorway at his normal height. So that's a... I mean, it's a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Ooh, I, I rolled a 6. The other one's max. So that's 14 damage. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yikes. Piercing damage. After he throws the javelin, he... Yeah, he just uh, holds a uh, war pick and a shield, and he does call out behind him. After that little incident, Thorn, you're the first in initiative. I would like to pull the javelin out of my body and stab him with it. Okay. Yeah, you can move up to engage. Uh, if you move up first, it's just you and him, so you have your dueling. Mm-hmm. Uh, a javelin is... Uh, a 1d6 piercing weapon. I don't know if you're proficient in it, so you might not get your proficiency bonus to hit. You'll have to check that. Simple weapons. Is a javelin a simple weapon? I think so. Then yeah. yes, yeah. I am. I get okay. some, and I get my sneak attack. Well, it's yeah, it's your it's your like dueling ability. So if you hit, you will get your sneak attack damage. Nope, nine. Yeah, doesn't hit. He this blocks it with his shield. This like dice either crap or really good. Like, I'm, there's no middle numbers on it. <laughs> it's, it's weighted for five or lower and 15 and higher. <laughs> okay, you've got Boney as well. Yep, so he's also going to stab. He's angry. Uh, I'm pretty sure this does hit. Yeah, Boney is using his... He's a one-handed fighter, so he's... He's got plus four to hit, and his damage will be 1d8 plus four. Yeah, so 22 to hit. Yep, that's going to hit. Three. Seven. Seven. Okay, next up is Cass. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna take out my shield and cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff. And I'm going to yep. go up and hit him with it. Try. Try and hit him with it. Yeah, so at this point, the doorway is getting pretty crowded. He was standing in the doorway, and there's two people. I'll say, you know, because you're somewhat familiar working with this team, that you can probably get in there and make an attack kind of through your friends. But I think that'll really limit, you know, how crowded you guys are at the doorway for Hugo coming up. Okay. But we stepped out of the doorway. No, no. I've got it. It's okay. I got it. Different plan. He stepped out, but he stood in, and then you moved up to attack him. Ah, okay. You know, he, he kind of okay. identified himself as a guard, so he intentionally only moved up to, like, block the doorway. He never came out. Yeah, so makes he sense. moved up to block the doorway, and then you moved up. So he's kind of in the doorway. No one else... You can, like, no one swing else... over the shoulder of Boney. No, it's fine. But no one else has, like, come into that other room yet that we could see, right? That he was calling from? No, if you try and look past him, it doesn't look like anyone else has come through. All right, I'm going to cast Thorn Whip at him then. Uh, okay. So that's going to be... 19 to hit. That hits. <laughs> One piercing damage, but he will be pulled 10 feet in closer to me. Okay, so we kind of gets pulled past uh, Boney and Thorn 
Yeah, now he's out of the room. And kind of bony and thorn, or in, a, in a way, like, blocking his way back through that door. If he comes past us, do I get an attack of opportunity? That is a good question. I know, that's why like, I asked it. he was, like, pulled past, right? But didn't move past you. I mean, yeah, I'd say so, because you're using a reaction to make a single melee attack against an enemy that triggers it. What do you say, Tim? Do you think that makes sense, too? I mean, it's that his call. you, Tim? If he's leaving Thorn's area of, like, melee, you know, I would, I would say it's justified. Yeah, I mean, he's coming past, he said 10 feet, right? And I was right up at him. So he oh, there is a clause. You also don't provoke an opportunity attack when uh, you teleport or where someone or something moves you without using your movement action. That makes action. sense, though. Okay. I thought I'd try. It was worth had it. To be, there had to be something in the rules for it. Yeah. I, feel like I was going to be fairly accepting of it, but I guess, yeah. Okay, so he pulls. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Cass? Yeah. Okay, so in a way now, Thorny and Bone are... Thorny, the main thorny and Bone. Thorny and Bone. <laughs> thorny and bone. <laughs> That's the All name right, of their sitcom. You know, <laughs> they're in the doorway. Then ten feet, you know, now into the room is this guard. Uh, I guess next to Cass, because you pulled him, like, pretty much into your melee range, right? And then Hugo's up. Okay, yeah, I'm wondering if we do want to try to resolve things more peacefully if we don't kill him i mean the other ones we can say you know what we didn't really have a a choice they surprised uh, well, us i, I kind of think that we did have a choice but we you know made the wrong one yeah but we, we can make a better choice this time but um uh, we still deny it say we found them like that okay <laughs> and what do you think do you or do you want to just are we just you know in for a penny and for a pound at this point I, I'm all for uh, being diplomatic if it's possible. Yep. I mean, he stabbed me, so I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. But I also have now understood that there are more of them in the forge, and if we could somehow <laughs> get someone to take us on that tour that I really want to go on, <laughs> and then get the gift shop up at the end where we can take something back, that'd be great. Okay, um... Yeah, I will cast command. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw, and my command is surrender. Uh, I got a 12. Ooh, he fails. Yeah. Now, is this a charm? Um, No, it does not count as a charm. I looked it up. Okay. Under different circumstances, but it's not a charm. It's an enchantment, but it doesn't say charm. Oh, I st- it's still a spell, though, right? Yeah. Okay, well, he does have advantage. Oh, I shit. Roll again. Oh, I just rolled worse. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Dwergers have Dwergar resilience. Mm-hmm. He gives them some advantages. But no, he fails. So you commanded him to surrender. Mm-hmm. He will kneel on the ground and lower his head. Yeah, let's take the quick opportunity to disarm him and then, like, maybe tie him up super quick. Uh, was that an action for you to cast that spell? It was, yeah. So the, the, the command, like, he does the command on his turn. Okay. So you cast the spell, you command him to do this, your turn would end. Yeah. Uh, then it would go to his turn, he kneels down, lowers his head, 
Then you hear the sound of a door bursting open and heavy footsteps as you see from the room that you first found him in a female Dwargar holding two great swords and who is currently enlarged (gasps) rushes through the doorway with their head down. And then it's my turn. Let me just see how much movement they can get. No, no, no. Maybe. No, because they're going to be like, I'm going to be like, hey, look, we're just hanging out. As you hide yourself. It doesn't have a lot of movement. So it charges and it basically just breaches through the door. It has to crouch in its enlarged state. But am I not in front of the door? Fine, then it comes right up to the door. <laughs> but it doesn't get through because you're right. You and Boney are there. But yeah, she looks nasty. She looks pissed. Uh, you see her eyes dart over to her guard as she looks uh, concerningly at what's happened to them. Oh, the bodies in front of the door. The door bodies. Got it. Well, and her guard that is like kneeling and surrender. Okay, is it my turn? Yeah, now it's your turn. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Hey, hon. Oh, damn. Look at your swords, girl. (laughs) You look really angry. As you can see, everything here is cool. We're all just trying to remain calm. Your friend here got a little sword happy slash javelin happy. We're just trying to talk to somebody about seeing the forge peacefully and not killing people. Okay, is this more of a persuasion or another deception? Deception. Okay, roll those dice. I mean, it's technically truth, though, isn't it? Well, it's up to you. It depends on how truthful you are about actually wanting to be shown around and not wanting to fight anymore. Like, it's kind of up to you to... I mean, I don't want to fight anymore, but things were not very good (laughs) here. 20... Jeez, this is a tough one. <laughs> no, it's not. Just stop. <laughs> Just no more slashy slashy. So what you said, what, what was it that you said to her again? That we're just trying to talk to somebody so that we can see the forge peacefully. We don't want to hurt anybody. Your friend here is just came in here a little bit angry and wasn't listening to us. And now he understands. Look at him. He's calm. Everything's good. Well, 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 I don't trust you. (laughs) Seeing the three dead bodies of my companions piled by the door. They were like that when we got here. I do, I do, I do see that you have spared this one's life, my personal guard. So please allow him to stand and we may be able to negotiate. All right. Good, 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 good. She's hey. very soft-spoken for a gigantic Dwergar. Angry Dwergar. Yeah, who just came in with two friggin' two great, great swords. <laughs> great axes, great swords. <laughs> Can I get you guys some sweet tea while I'm out there? <laughs> My name's Annabelle the Dwergar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually Namira, but, you know. As I said, please, please allow my guard up. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can stand. Go guard your leader friend here so you drop the command spell yeah it only lasts for one round so yeah. okay the guard will stand and back up towards namira 
Will you make space so she can come through into the room? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm okay. being submissive. I'm not being aggressive. Okay. Were you like laying down and showing your belly? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Okay, so she stands with her guard. Uh, she looks around the room. Well, we Dwilgar have taken over this as our home. So, what is it exactly that you've come here for? We're looking for a tour of the forge. We've heard great things about it. We just would like to see it. Also, we got rid of the orcs, if they were bothering you. No, they never really came down to these parts. I never thought I'd consider orcs smarter than you folk, but nonetheless... <laughs> you say you wish to see the forge. That was rude. <laughs> so you wish to steal from us? No, you no, no. You can't just be tourists. No, no. We wish to purchase or... Or trade. Buy, trade. Do you need anything? I know it's hard to get supplies down here. No, we need not from you surface folk. But fine. Why don't we go see the forge? It's gone right from southern this to British. Way. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I try. Also, she's creepy. Why don't we see the forge? <laughs> she um, motions towards the large stone doors. Um, says, would you mind clearing the doorway from your little barricade? Again, they were like that when we got here. <laughs> But if you would like us, is there a place you want me to put them so that it's more respectful and I can keep his keg with him? He can keep, can keep cuddling it? No, that's <laughs> my keg. Cake? I was putting oh. it there for later. <laughs> you go. Keeping it cold with the bodies. <laughs> the cold bodies. <laughs> All right. So we move the dead bodies gently and respectfully. She walks over. She push ag- pushes against the double stone doors. Pushes? So they were pull doors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your barricade wouldn't have done much. <laughs> the double stone doors lead into a barrel vaulted area containing several furnaces. The eastern end of the chamber continues into a large, dark cave from which a cold wind moans. A stream so much of water down here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. A stream of water rushes from west to east through the center of the room, crossed by two stone bridges. On the other side of the stream, three bald gray dwarves work at the roaring forge, beating a white hot blade into shape on an old anvil. As she enters in and ushers you into the room with her and her guard. The dwarves turn and see their leader, Namira, enlarged, standing across the room. And they have a bit of a look of shock on their faces, but they wait to see what exactly is happening. This place is cool. Um, so again, what are we trying to do? Get a piece of something? Are we after like, the weapons or the... Out of game. Are we after the weapons, like... A sample weapon or the so or like the the ingots or something the tales tell of specialty weapons like you, you know you had mixed match pieces of history and tales and stuff so people they talk about these weapons forged by the great smith and some of it just mention his masterwork skill at forging but others do mention that it seemed like 
part of his fame was um, due to the, the actual itself. metal, the metal itself that he created, uh, that he alloyed to then be used in his weapons was uh, seemed to be unique as well. All right, so, so yeah, from your information, you would think that either might serve Darius's needs. So I feel like we're just gonna fangirl here for a bit, like oh, like I've heard so many tales about this forge. Uh, what's the guy's name again? Durgadin. Durgadin. Durgadin fan, like Durgadin made great pieces of work here. Do you guys have any of those, or are you making your own weapons down here? Are you using the same metals? Just asking questions, and not like, and not in a way like suspiciously, like just wide-eyed, earnestly. Yeah. Well, yes. This whole area was Durgadin's stronghold, and this was the forge they used to make his masterwork weapons. And, you know, we've had some of our members here at hard work trying to forge usable blades, though the mysteries of his work are difficult to understand. We will say, though, that these are of high demand, and while your interest and knowledge of this forge is... Uh, makes me quite curious. You know, we don't we don't have any plans to give any of this up. If we are able to learn his forging techniques in any manner, it would be a great benefit to our people. Oh, for sure. You guys would be able to protect yourselves and have a leg up on anyone who came to attack. We may be deep dwarves, gray dwarves as some call us, but we are still proud dwarves and take much respect in the forging arts. And you should. I can already see from the pieces I'm guessing that are around you. <laughs> they look. Oh like, my great swords! They they look like. Are they Durgadin originals? No, these are just standard great swords. <laughs> no, these are just standard great swords. So you can see while you're talking that there is one Dwaragar that was working the forge, holding this. Uh, this long sword that he was working on. And he continues to stand by the forge, just kind of watching. But the other two with him uh, move up a ways and stand one each on each bridge, kind of guarding the way across to the other side of the room. Uh, would we be able to purchase anything from you? Or is there anything you're looking to trade for that would be of use to you? If you're looking for simple weapons, that could be arranged, but nothing, nothing that has the mark of Durgadin would ever be sold. They're precious materials. What about the metals he used? That's even more so. We've never been able to find any notes of any kind on how he made these alloys. In fact, we only attempt to reforge the few pieces we've found. Where are you finding them? That is for us to know. Would it be possible just to see one of these weapons? Not to purchase. I understand you. They're very valuable to you. But if we could just see one, it would be of, of great value to us just to see it. She stands for a moment and kind of stares at you. Kind of notice that she... Kind of gives you more of a clearer look than she may have before, sizing you up. Hmm. Like, you're a large fellow and she's an enlarged dwarf. So it's kind of like an interesting moment where Ooh. 
She's kind of seeing you for the first time and looking you over. Is there moaning involved? That's still to the north. It's still to the north. Slow mo. She speaks in Dwarvish uh, across the river to the Dwargar at the forge. And he pulls the blade with its white hot tip from the forge. And he walks over to the bridge on the right side of the room. Passes by the guard, goes to stand beside his leader. Just from him moving across the room, the... The heat from the forge on the blade quickly cools and the temperature, you know, returns back to normal. The coloring on it returns back to just a dull kind of silvery blue. And he holds this partially forged longsword, you know, for you to see. And you can notice the distinct markings that you've seen in Darius's notes. And it's Durgadin's forge mark. In fact, the same one you saw on the uh, iron door that led into the foundry area that you're in now. I need to get a better look. I need to get a better look. And I take out my lantern of revealing. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, you shine the light on it. Um, I just want to see if there's any, like, you know, just to make sure that there's no invisibles in here. Actually, no. Yeah, it doesn't pick up anything. There are the two dwarfs, one on each bridge. There's the forge guy who's walked over and now stands beside the enlarged leader, Namira, and her personal guard. Uh, when the light hits the blade, you almost think you see a weird effect of the light on it. But it's, it's just, you know, the slight different from a normal steel. This kind of uh, bluing that seems to exist in the metal. But you can see this is only a partially forged blade. It's it's unfinished, and they've been trying to rework the metal, though it looks like they're learning more lessons than they are succeeding. Out of game, do any of you guys want to pretend like you are a master forger? forger? <laughs> I can do it. Uh, no. I'm not good at persuasion. I feel like I'm kind of wondering, like, if if there's a different kind of trade here that's, instead of just money, if there's some kind of, like, I don't know, if they want us to, like, deal with that ghost. Or, yeah, or some handies, you know, whatever they want. (laughs) Yeah, what if we deal with the ghost in the north and you guys can own more and not have to worry about him? Yeah, what if there's all sorts of crazy cool stuff in that part of the keep? Including the secrets to uh, how he forged. So you guys are both attempting to negotiate and mm. like barter here. This is yes. what you're saying. Is there, mm-hmm. like, is there anything we can do? You're starting to tell she seems a little stressed as this continues on. Is she, why is she still enlarged? I have been very patient. You've slaughtered three of my people. You've taken up my time with your again. They were like attempts that when we got at here. negotiation. And frankly speaking, I've told you from the beginning, these works, these master crap, craft forgeries. Master crap. <laughs> All I do is party. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> we have no intent to give them up. Yes, the rooms to the north have a, some kind of ghost that seems to 
have those rooms as its domain, but that does not concern us. We would really wish to be left alone. Uh, you have asked to be shown this area, and you have been shown. I really don't want to hurt anybody. All I can share is the information I have. Yeah, what information do you have? The information I have is that we are not on good terms. You've slaughtered my people. <laughs> quickly ready <laughs> to get rid of you. We have told you, yes, this is in fact Durgadin's Forge. Yes, there are very few examples of his work left. Many of them were raided and likely stolen by the filthy orcs. But nonetheless, we try and learn from what little remains. But if that is all, we really must insist that you be on your way. Can I real quick, like, scope out if I can see, like, this this stream that runs through? Like, does it come through, like, underneath a wall? Does it... Do I get, like, a sense from the layout that maybe we could, like, do some kind of, like, aquatic mission in here? Sneak back in? <laughs> like, you know, like Navy SEALs? Pretty hard. I wouldn't even say you need a perception check. The water flows quite fast from just, like, a hole in the wall that seems to just come from, like, the natural stone. What if we, like, just uh, grabbed the moves. sword and jumped in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it Where does, does it go? Like, it has a good directional flow. It flows to the east, and you see it uh, kind of leave this forge room traveling off to the east. It stays fairly rapid, um, and there's kind of sounds of, you know, sloshing, roiling water that comes from the far end of the room uh, where there's no light, just kind of dark cave so we we can't see that it exit like how it exits the room not from the distance you're at it travels a good probably 100 feet further into the cave hey namira where does this where does the stream go <laughs> this water flows through this room and leads deep into the under caverns of this mountain there's no fast travel out of here <laughs> no it seems to flow all the way down into the large lake cavern deep below. I must say, I would not recommend going in that direction, but if you truly wish to pass through to reach the subterranean lake cavern, well, that would be fine with us, but I must warn you, quite a creature lives down there. <gasps> what lives down there? Well... One second. <laughs> Tom, what lives down there? Filter creatures by challenge rating is what he's doing right now. <laughs> what lives down there is what we call night scale. Mm, don't like that sound. Mm, I don't like that. Oh, you haven't heard of night scale? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm curious to see like if what you've heard is similar to what I know about night scale. <laughs> Well, some of our guards traveled down there once. Well, the first time, quite by accident. It is a young black dragon that makes its home down there. We believe, in fact, that it's quite possible that it might hold some of the treasures of Durgadin. <gasps> there are other ways down than falling from the river, though. The 
Doors to the north, as with the ghost, as you mentioned, are infested with undead and cursed magic. But through there, we do believe that it will lead to a path that eventually uh, leads to a ladder that can slightly take you down to the underground lake cavern. In fact, we believe that all this water comes from the lake on the surface just outside of this mountain. All right, so our options are stay in this room, take the sword and slaughter everybody else in here. And uh, excuse me. <laughs> hey, we're talking, okay? <laughs> I don't know why that's option number 1. <laughs> This is not happening. <laughs> so we have to do that, or we grab the sword, jump in the river, and possibly meet up with a baby black dragon that could be hoarding more stuff. Mm, not baby, young. There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be like Calcrix. It's going to be fucking bigger than Calcrix. She sees that you're struggling with decision making. <laughs> she would say... Yes, your options are we can allow you to enter the cursed haunted area. You must you can proceed on and leave us be. You could take a respite in the kitchens in the uh the southern, you know, side if you wish. That would be free for you to roam without our supervision, or you could go back the way you came. I believe those are the three options that you have. Question. You mentioned that you thought maybe the orcs had plummeted plundered. <laughs> the orcs had plundered some of these goods like recently or not so recently like would they be in a storeroom somewhere or on some dead bodies? She'll say we believe you know, the orcs that have taken over the upper levels aren't the same band that initially stormed this stronghold, killed Durgadin and all his followers, and looted the entire place. Those band are long gone. But, you know, so, heirlooms passed down. It's possible, but we don't really go up to the upper levels. Could I suggest, like, a, a door number four here, Namira? <laughs> Please do. What if... Okay... Yes, we killed some of you. That's on us. That's uh... <laughs> Again, we found them like that. <laughs> oh, come on. What if we join forces to take on Nightscale? If Nightscale truly does hold, like guard some very valuable secrets of, of Durgadins, wouldn't that be worth the risk? And in return, we could take some of, you know, a small portion of, of the goods. If Nightscale does indeed you know, have something of value. She considers this. Roll a persuasion check. Oh, shit, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Eleven. Can I help? You get the sense... Sure, you can do a help roll. So that would be me rolling again? Thoris is going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I really think uh, this is a great yeah, idea. Yeah, <laughs> the help action gives you advantage. Is that how it works? Okay. I believe. Let's say that how it works. So, did yeah, not do better the second time. Okay. It's, I wouldn't say it's like a total fail, but she isn't convinced that your, uh, your intentions are, you know, super honest. I mean, let me, let me be honest. We, I, we I, have killed some of her people, so I get that. What's her name? Yeah. Namira? Namira. 
Namira, I'm going to be straight with you. 100% honesty. Because I can tell that you're still second guessing our intentions. Our intentions are that we need to bring an item of Jurgadins to our leader. He has asked that from us, but we really would love to go about this peacefully. I do think that Hugo's idea is a great idea because it's beneficial for both of us. And I would rather not, again, spill any more blood. Okay, you roll a perception check because I know you're a little decent at it. And that's a, f- it's a fair negotiation tactic. Persuasion, you said? Yeah. I mean, unless you're just absolutely bullshitting her. Nope. That would be 16. I will agree to let you travel through the haunted halls and even describe to you exactly how to get to the area with the ladder leading safely down into the lower levels. I will not give up our one piece of Durgan and Smith work to you. We, this is the only one we have found, if I am being honest, and we intend to study it as much as possible. While you have already lowered my number of followers by three... You're welcome. If you are... uh, (laughs) If you are willing... To be rid of this area and to not bother us a single time more, I will spare one of my guards to accompany you in your mission to deal with Nightscale as you wish. Sounds great. If you survive, you may travel back through with any treasures you plunder from its lair. And as long as you do not attempt to enter this forge area ever again then we will allow you to go peacefully. Yeah, I'm good with that. I concur. I can I insight check that? Can I see if she's being truthful that they won't try to like ambush us on our way out with all of our plunder? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can roll an insight. 20. Not natural. Yeah, you feel like she's pretty straight up. When she was mentioning that this was like the only blade, you kind of get the sense that their focus is on this and they've likely been working on it for some time and they really just want to continue their work. She calls over to one of the other Dwargars. Actually, it's the one who came to show you the sword. Um, He, uh, well, actually, no, he he goes back. He crosses the bridge um, and the bridge guard uh, comes up and he says, My name is Snurevin, and I will accompany you into the depths. But I do have my own personal request. I wish for one treasure. You may pick first. I'll each pick one item first, and then I will take my pick of an item. That is all I ask for my commitment to join your party and help preserve your lives and mine. Yeah. Deal. Okay, so Snur Evan <laughs> has joined you. Can we just call him Evan? Snur Evan. <laughs> yes, my friends call me Evan. <laughs> Snur Evan's my father. <laughs> you only become Snur Evan after you get snited. <laughs> 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 you actually notice with him too he doesn't seem as uh, much of a, a melee character as the others it looks like you can see some 
some magical focus on his person. Yeah. What are you good at? What do you excel at, Evan? Well, I'm proudly a third level spellcaster, if you must know. <laughs> that is oddly specific. <laughs> he casts some minor illusion. Of, <gasps> uh, it's a sexy gray dwarf. And, and uh, <laughs> Namira kind of shoots him a look as if she's seen this trick before. Oh my goodness. <laughs> does part of him, like tantalizing, does part of him enlarge? <laughs> It does a little dance. It's just like a little picture. It does a little Part of him is like looped dance. I love that. They're gonna request that you leave the forge at this point. Her personal guard stays back, so that's two guards and the forge worker stay in the room. Uh, she accompanies you out with uh, Evan following along. She will say, "I shall leave you with Snur Evan here to accompany you." Um, as I said before, you can access the kitchens in the lower left. And before you go to the upper right, where the haunted cursed rooms are, uh, I will say we haven't had much luck solving that issue. So be careful going through those grounds. The spirit seems to be of a true dwarf likely one of the original inhabitants of this stronghold. I can't imagine his fate was pleasant. As a Dwergar, you speak Dwarvish? Yes. So when we... Oh my gosh, we're going to have seven speaking Dwarven. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) When he's with us, could we have him maybe talk to the ghost? Maybe if he was with him at the beginning... He'll know something about the forge that we don't know. I shall help in any way I can. Great. Well, it is up to you how we proceed. I will assist. But you must lead this new party of mine. All right. So Namira will wish you good luck with a kind of... She doesn't really mean it. She looks at the bodies of her fallen companions. You feel like she wants to do something about it. And then she shrugs it off and starts walking back behind the throne to return to her room. So now it's just... It's just your group. You three, Boney and Evan. Evan, is there anything good in the kitchens? You know, it's a warm place to sleep and there's some provisions there. And... Well, there's also a really naughty table, but it doesn't bother us. Naughty table? (laughs) Yes, you'd have to see it to believe it. (laughs) I want to see the naughty table. All right, yeah, let's go check it out. (laughs) Okay, he he leads you over there. The stairs leading south from the pillared hall end at a wooden door. Beyond is a corridor that opens up into a large room lined with hearths. This room must once have served as a kitchen. Pots, pans, cauldrons, and kettles lie scattered on the floor and strewn across several tables. An archway to the west leads into a pantry filled with rotten foodstuffs. And suddenly, you hear a scraping sound, and a big wooden table shudders and begins to move, heading right for you. (laughs) In front of you is an animated table, who looks like it's about ready to charge you. But seeing Evan with you in front, it slows down and allows him to run his hand along its smooth wooden surface. 
Oh, that's like his dog. He says a few words to it in Dwarvish, and yeah, this ta- it's an animated table, so it kind of flexes and walks qu- quite doggish back <laughs> over to the corner of the room where it sets down peacefully. You get the feeling table. that if Evan wasn't with you and speaking Dwarvish to it, that it'd probably try and fuck you up. <laughs> Good thing we didn't open that door. That's hilarious. Yeah. It is warm in here, you know, it's pretty comfortable. Yeah, I think before we set out to uh, fight the frightening fear monster, we should just uh, relax here. (laughs) Wait, hang on. Evan, does the table want to join the fellowship? (gasps) Please, 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 You know, it listens somewhat to my commands, but it might be a little difficult to take with us. Furthermore, it doesn't fit well through standard doors, and it definitely couldn't take stairs or a ladder, mind you, down to the lower levels. Chuck it in the river. We'll meet it down there. (laughs) (laughs) We just come down the dragon's door. It's just like (laughs) stairs. We can just flip it over, and like we can all ride it down. Like, (laughs) and then there's anytime we have like an, an. relaxing time just get our dinner out on it it's definitely like evan's first time on an adventure he doesn't know all the all the life (laughs) hacks that we're gonna show him but okay yeah i understand that the let me check no okay i was gonna consider it but i just checked the stat block of an animated table and its intelligence is one its wisdom is three Uh uh-huh so I don't think there's any way to give this thing. In fact, it says languages error. So I don't think it actually. I don't think it truly has the capability to follow you with, you know, any real ability there. Oh, that's funny though. Ah, uh, so it definitely can't be a mount then either. All right, fair enough. <laughs> we can dream. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. If we're gonna like just take another rest here, can, like can I have either swap out or have swapped out a couple of my spells? Yeah, can you normally do spell swaps on a long rest? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll I'll allow that. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to swap out command for protection from evil and good. If we're gonna be coming up against some undead. Yeah, okay. Well, this was quite entertaining, but I feel like we're probably about that time that this is a good place to call yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. So you're able to cook some food, eat a proper meal. I know you slept, but you're still able to gather yourself. Uh, you can speak casually to Evan. Uh, again, for whatever reason, despite the fact that some of his foes were murdered by you, it seems like that's kind of their lifestyle. So surprisingly, they don't hold that much of a grudge. And uh, Evan's also, from your bit of small talk, you know, he's been helping the frickin' Forge guy for so long. You know, they worked all through the night. You guys slept. They worked all night. He's obsessed with this damn sword. So, in a way, even though he's scared, he's kind of pumped to be doing something different. So, he's he's a pretty decent guy. Did we maybe level up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Before we fight some more things. 
No? No. Okay. No. no. Not okay. quite. No. All right.